Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The family is back together. You hear the laughing already. We've been having a time. Before we jumped on the mic, get around the horn here. Jen, how's your day treating you? Not too bad. Just uh, spending some time on learning how to use a computer again. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I- I'm in the same boat. i got to learn quick on-, on the fly, so I'm glad i got a good team beside me. And Kyle, how's the day treating you, man? Well, uh, for all those uh, folks in southern Ontario, it's the first sunny day in about three days, so I'm doing well, and it's uh, it's an uh, offside hockey talk day, so it's even better. How are you guys doing? I'm living large, uh, enjoying the day, enjoying everything that's coming at me, so we got a lot to talk about. Obviously, um, we're going to get into someone pledging their allegiance and not to a flag, but to a fan base, and I can't wait for that. As uh, the breaking news, I guess we wouldn't call it breaking anymore, but... Joe Thornton is now a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs at a one-year, 700K flat deal with no bonuses. Uh, coming into Leafs to bring his leadership. Obviously, good puck possession, a good guy that can play up and down your lineup. Um, can fill in if you do have an injury to Tavares or Matthews. Uh, knows how to play with some of the top echelon players. And it looks like uh, this deal here is just sharing up the fact that you know, maybe leadership was needed a bit more, but I don't think it's a poke at John Tavares. Uh, Jen, what do you think of the uh, the Joe Thornton signing? Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, just a little background before I get into that. Um, I actually uh, fell in love with Jumbo's game when he played for Boston, and I followed him from Boston to San Jose, which then I became a Sharks fan for de- what over a decade, decade and a half. Um, and I mean, it's, it's so complicated because I mean, I live in Toronto and I grew up on, on Leafs hockey, right? So I'll always have a little bit of love for them, but I really wanted, I mean, with Marlo coming back from Pittsburgh, I, I just, I want the two of them to win a cup together. But at the end of the day, I mean, my life's not complete unless Joe Thornton wins a cup. So if he says he's going to do that in Toronto, then I'm, I believe him. You know, I believe that's what he, I mean, he's got one of the most experienced resumes in hockey, um, and this is an exciting thing. Like, I think Leafs fans should be excited. I'm excited, and, uh, yeah. Kyle, what do you think? <laughs> well, uh, I was just making sure Jen was done. I, I thought she was thinking up some other puns and some other lines there, but okay. no, I, 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 I think it's great. I mean, uh like Jen was just saying, though, like, he, he, you know he wants to win. I mean, he's he's hungry. He's, let's not be, let's not be blind. He's at the end of his career. He's trying to, to find a way to win. Um, and for him to see Toronto as that fit, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it bodes well for, for, for Leafs Nation. So, uh, I mean, I was pumped. I, there, I've been talking about Jumbo Joe becoming a Leaf since it, be, it became a story. Uh, to, I remember getting the tweet notice, and the notifications that it happened, and I just, like, they actually did it. Like, it was actually real. Like, Because there was a point where you're sitting there going, is this actually going to happen, or is this just somebody kicking tires, some people getting stories going because it got quiet. Um, but, I mean, great for the Leafs lineup. And, and, and it's, I mean, you got a guy that can literally, like you said, you can fit in anywhere. Right, I mean, he can he can play with the top guys. I mean, if he has to, he can make room for a guy like an Austin Matthews or whatever the case may be. He can go up and down your lineup. Um, he's not going to be the fastest, most blazing speed guy on the ice, but he's going to be effective and he knows how to do it. He's comes he comes with a wealth of knowledge. So, um, I mean, I'm excited to see him on the ice. I'm excited to see his big frame, knock some bodies around, and uh, it won't be uh, anybody in a Leafs jersey for once. <laughs> 
Well, I, I just want to make sure that Jen is uh, is uh, is okay and hasn't uh, she hasn't pledged her allegiance to the Maple Leaf fan base yet. So I'm waiting for that to come along. Uh, Jenner, are you riding for the Maple Leafs this year, uh, ride or die? I know you said that you uh, your life isn't complete without Jumbo Joe winning a cup, so he is now a Maple Leaf. Does that mean that you are going to, for this season anyway, bleed a little bit of blue and white? I'm nothing, I'm nothing but blue and white this season. This season only, and only this season, and I really don't care what anyone wants to tell me about um, be a fan of this person. This is my, this is my life. This is what I do. This is what I enjoy. So, for this season and this season on, yes, I am a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Welcome aboard. Welcome <laughs> aboard. Well, there it is. It's official. Someone bust out the Homer Simpson meme of him tapping the couch with Bart sitting beside him in the dark room. Because that's where we are right now. Welcome to the team. Listen. This is awesome. Obviously, now we all can get on board with a little Toronto Maple Leafs talk and have some fun with it. Um, I want to talk about... Um, Listening to Eric Angles and the reporter Chris and Steve Dangle and all those guys talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs and what they brought. And, you know, you listen to these guys speak about the team, especially Eric Angles and reporter Chris. You know, they talk about the fact that this team around the league was viewed as one that was easy to play against, you know, could easily be pushed around, manipulated. Um, you know, there was no pushback when a star got hit. You look at Austin Matthews getting decked in that San Jose game early in the season. Uh, you look at Austin Matthews getting pushed around or Mitch Marner. You name it, these guys were taking their lumps. And yeah, they were putting up points, but wouldn't it be nice to have some sandpaper and grit? And now you listen to this, and the fact that they went and got Bogosian, and Eric Engel said he put it out there, and everybody was bashing him over the head with that take, that, it, you know, what does it matter? And I think we're so convoluted what happened with uh, Zach Bogosian in Buffalo that we don't stop to remember that he still is a serviceable and good hockey player. And if you're going to tag that to anyone, look at Ryan O'Reilly. He wasn't that great when he was in Buffalo, but he went over to St. Louis, and hello, Mr. Uh, Conn Smythe himself winning the cup. So you have to remove the player from the situation. I look at Wayne Simmons with the same lens. He played with the uh, New Jersey Devils, not a great team last year. Then went over to the team we just talked about, the Buffalo Sabres. So if you remove Wayne Simmons to, from those teams, put him on a team that is good and allow him to play his game and not have to be a sort of focal point because he's the only name there, then all of a sudden these guys are fitting in where they need to. And I'm excited I can't wait for this season, but I wonder what you guys think. I want to know now that Joe Thornton's on, now that you got Brody, now that you got Simmons, now you got VC, and you know, and looks like they're going to sign McKayev and Dermott and still be under the cap. Thank you, Brandon Pridham. What do you guys think? Going along with what you said about Wayne Simmons and how these players um, coming onto a team where they're not the biggest name, I think that takes a lot of pressure off them. Um, and that they can perform and have more fun with their games, kind of like you said. And I'm very interested to see how our, our Leafs... It's going to take some time to get used to saying that. <laughs> Thank you for that to register in my brain that you just said that. It's, it's okay. I'll just keep dancing over here because it sounds right. It's where it needs to be. But <laughs> but as I was saying, I think that the, the Leafs are going to have a lot, especially with Joe Thornton, I'm a big supporter of Joe Thornton, but this experience that we have on a younger team that isn't as young as they once were, I mean, after a few seasons together, you'd really think that they'd be coming together and they'd be vibing, but they are missing things. Kyle Dubis is aware of that, and he's willing to try anything. And um, going going back to 
the, the team, I think that you're going to see a fresher style of hockey, um, more organized, more connected, more enjoyable. It's going to be a good season, Leaf fans. I'm telling you, you're going to get some good hockey. And praise Dubas. Like, I mean, before I was a Leaf fan, I was impressed with him. Now that I'm a Leaf fan, I totally support him even more. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you've got a good You've got something good going here, and I see, still see so many people moaning and groaning about, you know, like everything. Like nothing's good enough for you, for you guys. But you've got you've got some of the best players in the league playing on your team more so than other teams. So buckle up, boys and girls. Well, Jenna, I'm just gonna say welcome to Leaf Nation, but uh, you're gonna get used to that. It'll never be good enough. <laughs> 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 the sooner you grasp that, the better off you'll be in Leaf Nation. But anyway, on that note, though, the team—I mean, I'm excited. Uh, like Jenna was saying, I mean, we got one heck of a team, especially on paper. Um, but it doesn't bode to the ice. But it, I mean, I—we got a lot of leadership, which I think is great for the young core that we were trying to rely on. Um, I mean, if you really think about it, the last couple of years outside of what, like, Hainsey, Barlow, and, and when Tavares showed up, that was about the only veteran, as veteran as it got, really, for the Leafs, in a sense, right? So um, to have some more proven winners and some guys that have been through the battles and know how to get it done uh, and can still get it done at an older age, um, I mean, it's only going to drive these young players to be uh, to be better, better hockey players all the way around. So like I've said this whole time, these – these signings are more than just players on the ice. I mean, Dubas has added a lot to the locker room for these guys. A lot of uh, a lot of resources uh, will be available for the Leafs. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Brandon Prairie working his magic and uh, getting all these contracts in under the under the cap is uh, pretty impressive to watch in itself. So I'm just excited, and uh, I'm excited to watch Jen be a Leafs fan this year. <laughs> It is going to be absolutely hilariously funny, especially when it comes time to play the Pittsburgh Penguins or the San Jose Sharks. If we're able to play those inner games, I want to see her her fandom for the Leafs come over top of those teams. I want to see okay, it. To, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I to be fair, I still have I still have left the Sharks. My my relationship with the Penguins is up in the air, but I still love them. Uh, um, uh, I've got love for players all over the league, but number one is the Leafs this season. So roast me, chirp me, whatever you want, bring it on. If you see me acting kind of like, you know, favoring one of my other teams there, don't let me, don't let me get away with that. So be on me. <laughs> Well, I want to ask you, you both. Obviously, we talked about reporter Chris, and we talked about Eric Angles, and everyone else now kind of affirming the fact that there will be a Canadian division, um, and that's the way the NHL is looking to do it. Now, nothing's firm in stone. I'm sure there's an A, B, and C situation room played out for the NHL. Obviously, uh, A would be to have everything stay the way it is and have travel and everything back to normal. But if you're looking at what will be the actual brainchild of the NHL, it's probably a Canadian division. And I want to ask you, forthright, we know the Montreal Canadiens made moves. We know the Vancouver Canucks, they do have star players, but they were kind of hurt in the offseason. You look at the Calgary Flames, they added. Um, you look at the Edmonton Oilers with Dreisaitl and McDavid. And then the Winnipeg Jets that everybody seems to sleep on still have a bunch of talent and Connor Hellebuck. 
I look at this, and we won't talk about Ottawa. Sorry, Ottawa. You got a great pick Don't in Stutzel. Ottawa. They got Matt Murray. That's nah, whoa, 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 whoa. But what I'm saying is that they're not going to – we've said this in group text. Come on now. We, this is nothing that's hidden beneath the, the bed sheets here that the Ottawa Senators are going to be down below the bottom of the standings. And, you know, I say that they will surprise people and probably do better than most think. But to say they're going to be atops the Canadian division with these teams that are in there, I don't think so. And this isn't me putting well, my... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that's, it really depends on what Matt Murray we see. Because I've studied Matt Murray's game in when he was at his best and when he was at his worst. And if he can find that best again, I'm telling you, people are in trouble. I'll ask you one question, though. Can Matt Murray yeah. score goals for the Ottawa Senators? I mean... Because I that's the problem. I know he probably could if he needed to, but I mean... He could he could be lights out, but if the team can't get pucks past, and I know they got Chuck, and I know they got maybe Duclair coming back, and I know they went and got um, what's his name? They decide. Um, oh, why can't I think of his name? The the young kid there they signed for four years or whatever. But they, they got players. I know they got players. I know they got Connor Brown or whatever. But you look at this team, and they're not going to be competing with you know the Calgary Flames, the Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens. They're not this year. They're not there yet. They haven't added enough uh, veteran presence, if you want, or you know, goal scoring. Those guys will need to take another step or two to get to that point, and they will this year. But I don't think Ottawa's there. So that's my thought on Ottawa. But what I was trying to say about this Canadian division, and this isn't a homer hat here, and I'll ask you both. You look at the Canadian division, and how do you stack it up? I see a lot of people saying, well, it's going to be Montreal, Calgary, and then everybody else. But if you ask anybody who's in the industry, and I've seen a lot of articles and a lot of different you know, pundits saying this, Toronto should be atop of that heap. And it's not just saying that because we're Homer Toronto fans. You look at the offense, you look at the additions, you look at the goaltending, and I can see them not leaps and bounds, but I see them ahead of Calgary. I see them ahead of Vancouver. I see them ahead of Edmonton. I see them ahead of Montreal. And I definitely see them ahead of Ottawa. And, of course, Winnipeg is, is going to be a team that if Patrick Line is on and Shifley's healthy and everybody's ready to rock and roll and Connor Hellebuck's on his game, well, that's a team that can scare the living hell out of you. But... I see Toronto leading a Canadian division. I want to know what you guys think. Well, I, I mean, I've, I've been vocal about it, and I, I, I believe it's the only way it gets done, uh, this next season gets done, is if you do it that way. Um, I know there's a lot of people that say, oh, no, it's just an idea, but no, it's going to... I mean, when you think about it and where we're at, and, and still we're so far away from having anything even close to under wraps, I mean... Toronto's gone back into a stage two. I mean, they're closing things down. Uh, you know, there, there's there's jeopardy already over here for hockey. So, I mean, to have people going back and forth across the borders, you'll just have people losing their minds. It's just not going to happen. So, uh, I think a Canada, I think a Canada division is is definitely going to be something. It's going to be another weird thing that's going to be added to hockey. And at the end of the day, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, it'll be cool to see all the Canadian teams playing each other, but I mean, it's going to get boring really quick. And I mean. It's at the end of the day, I don't know. It's just, it's just going to be that added thing to hockey that's going to be weird, and it's not going to feel normal. And I don't know. So I, I think, I think being being a, a Leaf fan with Jumbo here, I'm 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 excited for anything, really. <laughs> um, like just bring it on, I don't care. But the Penguin and Shark in me doesn't like it. And also, too, I mean, some of the best teams in the league are, are in America, yeah. and you want to build up like the whole Canada. I get it for safety reasons; it makes sense. But, like, I mean, if you're playing against 
say, for instance, the Leafs are the best team in Canada, and they're playing against subpar teams like Ottawa, like you said, James, and then they've got to go up against teams like, you know, then they meet in the Stanley Cup final. or the How would that work? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Like, they meet, they meet a team that, yeah, I don't like it. See, I'm confused. It confuses me so much, and that's why I don't like it. Well, yeah. see, the way that would break down, I guess, is each each cluster would have their own division, whatever it's called. Uh, the Canadian division, obviously, you'd still have, just like you usually would, your three teams that would make it out, and they move into the playoffs, obviously, within the Eastern division, and then you'd have matchup playoffs. But the only thing that I'm worried about here is you look at this, you go through a season, and we're having it right here, right now in the Maritimes with the, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. We have the Maritime Division that is playing games right now, like the Mooseheads and all those other teams in the Maritime Division. But then you have the Quebec Division, which is not playing. They're shut down. They can't play. They can't practice. They can't do a whole lot of different things. So what does that do? do you, now do you just go with that one division, and that's the division that you play for your you know, your championship, and you go on from there to the Memorial Cup if there's one, and the team only comes from there? I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. And I look at that for the NHL. So you have the Canadian division, then you have your teams finish up. But if you're not able to go over to the States, the States are not able to come over here, and you don't have another bubble set up for playoffs, then what? Is it just all for naught? Do you just play for nothing? But it it can be set up the same way that it's set up now, um, you know, where you have your top three seeds in each division, and they make it to the playoffs, and your wild cards, and et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. It, it, it To me, I'm excited for it because you look at the fact – I love a Toronto-Montreal matchup. The Toronto-Vancouver rivalry that started back a little while ago with Kadri and, you know, going crazy in the game and hitting the Sedins and all that stuff. I mean, I know that's a little while ago, but there's still a little bit of burning going on there. And then a Battle of Alberta. Imagine getting a Battle of Alberta every 7 to 10 days this season. Imagine getting that matchup. Same thing with the Leafs. Same thing with the Leafs in Ottawa or even Ottawa-Montreal. Every 7 to 10 days you're getting a matchup between those two teams. Hello. I'm excited. Hello, ratings for Sportsnet. Hello, friggin' Canadian fans being excited. And we know that Canadian fans carry the bulk of the load when it comes for watching. I mean, when the Canadian teams are out of the playoffs, the ratings plummet down. When the Canadian teams are in there, they're up real high. So tell me that it won't be friggin' ratings heaven for the Canadian markets and for Canadian broadcasters. So, you know, they're probably crossing their fingers that this is going to happen. And we know that Sportsnet carries the rights deal for the NHL. So they have a huge say in this, and if they want to be able to have the best viewership and have everything go down, why not put your weight and money behind having the all-Canadian division? And I see it happening. So at the end of it, it would be like a Canadian, uh, there's four divisions, is that right? There would be four divisions. So you'd have the Canadian division, division, which would be all the Canadian teams in one division. Then you'd have whatever. The Atlantic, the Metro, and the... Yeah, they they've already got different names for them already. Um, okay, I forget so, what they are, but so those you'd have, would be. You have you have you have. Sorry, to cut you off. I just want to be clear before yep. before I lose my train of thought. So we'll have like the Canadian um, against one of the American teams for the conference final. No, no, no. So, so, I can't even help you. I don't even know. So what it would be? Okay, so break it down like this. Okay, so. Look at the Atlantic Division right now. So if, if the playoffs were to happen, per se, you'd have Tampa, Boston, Toronto as your top three seeds getting in guaranteed. And then you'd have a team that have had enough points would be the wild card. Who's ever not on mute right now, got to hit that mute button. 
Again? <laughs> that was loud. I, I, I timestamped this so I can cut it out. Um, so what it would be is those top three teams, just like before. So if you have the, the Canadian division per se. So say it's Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. And whatever team is trying to vie for the wild card. Those top three teams would comprise of your top three teams getting into your top seeds. Just like they would now. And then you'd have another Eastern Conference division or whatever they align it as. So whatever other division would pair up with them, just like they do now, where it's, you know, the Atlantic Division and the Metropolitan. You'd have the Canadian Division and just call it Division X, whatever teams are in there. And then you'd have your playoff matches shake out for the Eastern side of things, much like you would usually. Does that make sense? Okay, so there's a chance that, there's a chance that, um, Canadian, there, there could be less Canadian teams in the playoffs than there would in a normal situation. Well, you're guaranteeing yourself to have three. But yes, you're right. But uh, you know what? Here's the thing. It doesn't matter. I hate it. Because, well, hold on a second, though. It doesn't matter for the <laughs> fact that you look at the fact that Canadian teams have the, the chance every year to put themselves in the playoffs. So now this is going to give you the cream of the crop of the Canadian teams getting into the playoffs. That's the way I look at it. No. If you're the best, you're getting in. Yeah, but in a sense, but at the same time, like, if they're not fit to get in and they don't, you know what I mean, like, now they're, so what, so basically it's like, it's just, it's not, it's not real, it's not. Well, essentially, look at, look at each year, okay, in a, fabricated, I just want honest, true divisions, and battle it out. In the real NHL season, okay, the past few years, how many Canadian teams have made the playoffs? No more than five. No more than five. And that's not an honest statement. Montreal hasn't made it recently. Ottawa hasn't made it. Um, you know, Edmonton's always hard-pressed to get in. Vancouver the past couple seasons has been there, but they haven't always been there. Winnipeg has waffled a little bit. Toronto has only just got back to prominence. So in any given year, you're only getting four or five anyway. So if the Canadian teams and the Canadian division are good enough... You can get four teams in there because one of those teams could squeak in the wild card. Hell, you might even get five if those teams are good enough in the wild card position, which is what happens in the real NHL. The top three teams make it, and the two wild card, and the two wild card could come from the Canadian division. You get five anyway, and you're going to tell me on any given year where norm normal year next year, guys, you're going to tell me that Ottawa's going to make it for sure. You're gonna tell me you're gonna sit there and say that Winnipeg can make it or Edmonton. You know, there's always a chance that a couple are gonna miss. So I look at it if you're the best Canadian teams, you should make it in the point standing no matter what then. Okay, but then you're playing against teams weak more you're playing more against weaker teams like Ottawa, like Ottawa, um, rather than playing a variety of different teams so that you're 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 then come the playoffs, you're gonna be kind of overwhelmed by the the difference. Like I, I, I don't like it. Well, well they the, want hockey, but like you're I, not going to be playing Tampa Bay. You're not going to be playing. You we know, need those games, though. We that's need what I mean. Games. But that's what I'm saying. You're not going to be playing those caliber of teams. Like, let's not get it like misconstrued here. Like the Eastern Conference, the, the Canadian division is pretty, pretty shit at the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? For a lot of just, it's, just, it's just a bad look, and I think it's yeah, not fair it's to not, the players and, and to not be able to 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 play against harder teams because that's. That's where we see players come out and shine. Teams shine is when they play harder teams and they win and they get that under their belt and they feel good and they carry that on. That's and, that goes, and that goes back to the same thing I was saying with, like, you know, how 
it doesn't it's, it doesn't feel it's fabricated. Like you're not truly getting the best team or the team that deserves that position in that position. You know what I mean? I don't like it. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch it because I just played hockey and I'm going to watch whatever the hell they put on the TV. But at the end of the day, it's not, it's, it still sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yes, you know what? Either. Listen, hey, I mean. Are, they're all quiet now. We just ruined the show. No, no, no. Yeah. You didn't ruin nothing. I'm trying to find the division alignment because here's the thing. And I, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'll be honest with you. I'm fine with it. It'll go. It'll be what it is. It is what it is. It's hockey. It'll be great. But here's the thing. The other teams will be in the exact same boat. So you talk about Tampa or you talk about Boston or hell, talk about Colorado or Dallas or Vegas, you name it. They're going to have the exact same situation of playing the same pool of teams until you get to whatever convoluted season ending that you have for the playoffs. And they're all going to be in the same position of then playing teams that they haven't played yet. And that's just going to be what it's going to be. It's not no, that I the guess. American teams are going to get the upper hand because, hey, we can play all the American teams. All of us can play outside of those seven teams. We can play all each other. No. You play in your division, and that's it. That's all you get. No, and I, and I get that point, but it's still – and that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not just the Canadian division that's going to – it's going to suffer for everybody because like, at the end of the day, you're not getting the true alignment. You're not getting the true battles, and it's just going to be all like, you know, who makes it out of the best group that you're in. It almost feels like a World Juniors tournament. Well, that's basically what it is, and it's going to be 48 games. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, this is going to be a 48-game season. End of story. Yo, it's, definitely, it's definitely not no more than 52 games or something like that. It's, yeah. four, it's 48 games is what it's going to be. It's going to be a lockout shortened season, 48 games. Done. I, I will call I that right now. I guess it's a good thing I'm a Leafs fan now because, I mean, I can't go to Penguins games. I can't cross the border, so... But who knows, right? We're all sitting here, you know, spitballing all of this. By the time whatever rolls around, it could be different. There could be a vaccine. There could be travel allowed. Cases could go down. They could find whatever. Or they could just say, hey, guess what? The NHLPA has said we're going to play in a bubble for the season. Here's the bubbles. This is when we're going to play. Then the players are going to take X amount of time off. Then they're going to come back and play again X amount of time off. Who knows? There's a, like I said, there's so many different scenarios probably on the NHL's table right now, and we're only talking about A, being regular season, normal things, and B, this Canadian division division alignment thing. You know, there's probably so many other things that we don't even, can't even fathom that they've got set up or thought about, or hey, this may work. You know, who knows? Maybe they just put them all on the freaking moon and play hockey on the moon. I don't know. But there's going to be hockey some way or let's another. Go. Fucking space hockey, boys. Let's go. Floating pucks. Get them space hockey boys. Let's go, boys. Matt Murray's hips and knees will be just fine up there. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for hockey. I wasn't happy with the Corona Cup. I wasn't happy with um, any of it. I wasn't into it. I just wasn't into it. I mean, some of the games I watched were great, sure, but it just didn't feel right to me. I mean, after 25 years of watching the playoffs the way they've pretty much been, and then having that, and then my team getting eliminated in an exhibition series type whatever it was and now we're talking about having a Canadian division I think if that's I don't like it I think that they should reshop the idea and mix have four divisions but mix the team so that there's kind of like a more even you know 
situation. I mean, like, we're going to get roasted. I don't I don't like dealing with that crap. I don't like listening to Americans saying, you know, oh, that's good, we should separate the league, the NHL should just be in America, blah, 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 blah. I just think it's a bad look for hockey, and I know that they're looking for any way to make it happen, but there's got to be another way. I mean, there's just got to. Keep at it, NHL. I'm sure you can. Oh, I'm sure, like I happy. said, they'll galaxy brain something. And this is just us talking about two ideas that, you know, I wouldn't say leaked, but, but you know, Bill Foley, you know, spilled it out, and now everybody's throwing around their ideas. And that's all this is, is okay, throwing but around it's, ideas. it's actually funny that you say this, James, because it was actually my idea that, I, that ha- came up with the two bubbles for each conference. And I passed that along to a certain player, and it ended up happening. So, like, let's talk. Maybe we can... Maybe we can come up with something that's doable. I'm so. just saying, Nova Scotia's beautiful. we got low cases, plenty of rinks around, and plenty of places to stay and go and do things. You know, come on out. We can put the NHL out here. Let's do it. I'm on my way. <laughs> Overload. Let's do, hey, let's do Hey, listen, and I know a certain new play-by-play guy that would love to join it, so let's do it. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's talk about that. We need to talk about that. We do. James. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. How excited are you for this? Let's, 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 let's let the cat out of the bag live on, live on show here. Come on now. Like, uh, give, us the, give us the rundown, sir. Well, it was, it was crazy because last year I did a little bit of stuff with the Cole Arbor Colts. It was fun. We did interviews and just ringside stuff. And at the end of the season, they approached me and said, hey, would you be interested in maybe doing a play-by-play thing next year? And I, I said yes and thought nothing of it because, you know, obviously COVID came around and then season shut down and, Nothing was talked, and I got a text message last night, you know, telling me to get ready, you know, and it's like, oh, uh, get ready for what? And now it's like here, and it's, I'm a little nervous, I won't lie, because I'm a person when I want to do something, I want to do it right, I want to be prepared for it, so now, you know, I literally got four days to know all the players on the team, not only is that, it's an exhibition game, so it's not going to be all the regular players either, a lot of taxi squad guys. And then I got to learn East Hans teams. I, and it's, it's different, man. But it's it's so cool to be able to sit there and, and say that, you know, while everything is going on everywhere else, that I will get to sit down and call a hockey game and, and watch hockey live. And it's just amazing. And, you know, shout out to, to Kyle, too, man, your new show. You know, that's freaking wicked. I'm pumped up for you with that, man. It, it, you got to talk about that. Jen, you got to talk about yours, too. We haven't touched on any of this stuff. Well, I mean, I'm just lucky enough to... Uh to have a platform and, and be able to cover hockey. And, yeah, excited to cover the new uh, Ontario Junior League that's starting up, and uh, we'll be covering them every week on Junior Hockey Talk. So, uh, what exciting news for you uh, there, Jimmy? And, uh, yeah, Jen, how about you there, girl? Um, you know, just doing my thing. But, guys, I'm so, I'm so happy for both of you. Um, I'll definitely be listening, Kyle. And, and, and James, just a little, little uh, heads up, like some advice. Um, when you're broadcasting a game, when you're announcing a game, you <clears> – <throat> And you make a mistake, don't call, don't catch yourself. Just keep going, just keep going. And, Amen. And, and and when you're when you're talking, when you're doing this, just consider like use your your podcasting experience. Um, you are talking to your friends. Everyone in the hockey world loves hockey, right? So even the the, the team, your 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 the Colts and the and the East Haunts and whatever, they're all everyone's your friend, right? So everyone's there for you. Kind of takes a little bit of pressure off. You know what I mean? And just call the game as you would call for fun. Don't put any pressure on yourself because that's when you start putting pressure on yourself, that's when you start to mess up. So just really go in with that like the attitude that I'm going to have some fun with this. And don't be hard on yourself because you, if you're hard on yourself, it, 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 trans, it translates 
across the broadcast, and I mean, you know, then you're going to get upset and blah 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 blah. Just go have fun, James. You're going to do so good. I'm no, so excited. You're going to be amazing. I can't listen. I can't wait. I can't wait to figure out. I don't know what platform. I think it's on my hockey TV, but um, I'm supposed to oh, jump yeah. on a call here after this and get all the details. I mean, the crazy thing about all of this, and for all of us, I know all of us, uh, you know, have different gigs and different things all day long. So when I do this here with you guys, I literally skip my lunch break to do podcasts. I set everything up. I make sure it's I try to make it sound as best as it can. I do that here. You know, it's. It shows you that if you want to work for something or work at something, that it can happen. You just don't give up. And Jen, we talked about it way back in the uh, the winter when I had you on the first time. You know, and we talked about you getting behind a bench or you being a GM in the NHL. Anything's freaking possible, man. I, I I had no connections, no nothing in hockey when I started this four years ago. Just a microphone and the want to talk to people about hockey and look where it is. It's fucking crazy. Pardon my French. Hey, that's and that's what it is. It's just uh, you know being able to relate and uh, have some conversation, and uh, you do it well, James. Congratulations to you. Tip of the cap. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great episode. A lot of fun. A lot of bantering, as always. We are already thirty-five minutes into her, so I want to thank you very much for taking the time, Jen, and taking the time, Kyle. It's great to have the offside family all together having fun. Um, cannot wait till Friday. Hopefully we have a little bit more news, but from, uh, from what I've heard, it's going to be a quiet next, uh, four to six weeks. So that kind of sucks. And you got a new Leaf fan. So, hey. <laughs> That's right. We'll have to do Leafs history lessons with Jen every show now. <laughs> oh, dude, I'll, I'll put you guys to shame. No, 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 I'm pretty sure I'm older than all, all both of you, and I was a Leaf fan probably when you were in diapers, so bring it on. Whoa, you know, in diapers, Leafs. hold my on. Favorite Leafs, <laughs> my, favorite Leafs, my favorite Leaf player was Igor Korolev. I used to watch him embarrass oh, play, and God. I was like, yeah, you wanted some history? <laughs> Listen, you're talking about Igor Korolev and Sergey Berezin. Like, I don't know that. I must not be that far behind you because uh, Jonas Hoagland was on those teams. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Danny Markov, Yuskevich, you name it. So, yeah, I watched some old Leaf teams too. Don't worry. I'm in the same same <laughs> barn as you. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Talk about we were in diapers. I don't know. I didn't wear diapers till I was 10. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Otherwise, there's some problems. <laughs> But, guys, thanks so much for uh, for sticking around, having some fun again. We will see you on Friday because this is Offside Hockey Talk, where hockey comes to talk. Hey, 